0: Hi, you're listening to Great Minds Don't Think Like on Sin Nation. Uh, This week you're with Christian.
1: And I'm Daniel, and today we have a special guest, James, from the Monash Autistic Collective and ICANN Network. And today we're also having a special feature on autism
0: and tertiary education. And later in the show, we'll be featuring an interview with Jess Kapuczynski Evans, who's from the Disabilities Department of the University of Melbourne Student Union. Um, We'll also talk about the Monash Autistic Collective. Or the MAC Mac, and their upcoming event, um, and
1: we will be talking about tape. And you can like us on Facebook, wwwfacebookcom sin. and you can follow us on Twitter at greatminds_sin. You are on Great Minds Don't Think Alike on Sin Nation with Daniel,
2: Christian, and James.
1: Yep, today we're we're interviewing James Ong from. The Monash Autistic Collective.
0: Or the MAC, M-A-C, for
1: Mm -hmm. short. Now, James, so how did it all start?
2: Oh, yeah. So, basically, um, it all started uh, when uh, the ICANN Network was established at uh, Monash uh, in September last year. And that was established uh, with myself, Chris Varney, and uh, Penny. And, uh, basically, this year, I'm now taking over the Monash group of the ICANN Network... Uh, at Monash University, along with uh, Julia. Now, me and Julia, we've renamed the um, the group the Monash Autistic Collective because we had the realisation that uh, I could not do everything within the Monash Autistic uh, Collective uh, alone. So we've decided to uh, bring together uh, people on the spectrum, or allies of uh, people who are related to, or friends with uh, people on the spectrum, and run events that uh, promote uh, people on the talents of people on the spectrum, and uh, advocate uh, for those uh, people.
0: Right. So, uh, what are some of these events that you've uh, that you've run recently? Or yep. Since the beginning.
2: Yep. So basically, we've run a, a few meetings uh, during semesters one and uh, two. So like fortnightly or monthly? Um, fortnightly. Um, Recently, we've gone to uh, weekly uh, meetings because we're organising an event uh, this week. But after this event, uh, we will revert back to fortnightly uh, meetings. Uh, As uh, well as that, uh, we've um, we've uh, run a social event uh, during uh, the night time where we went to a pub and had uh, dinner there. And as well as that, we ran a bit of a stand during O-Week and the first week of the university semester uh, to promote the Monash Autistic Collective to different uh, people and students within uh, the Monash community. Okay, and so
1: tell us about your upcoming event.
2: Yep. So the upcoming event that we're running right now uh, on Wednesday is going to be... The um, TED um, TED Talk slash Q&A uh, session. Now that will be held in at Monash University Clayton Campus on Wednesday, the 27th of uh, August, 12 to 1 p.m. at uh, Building at A- Lecture Hall H1 Building 11. Now this session will be split off into two parts, and the aim of this session is to basically promote the talents of. Uh, people on the spectrum to different staff members students of Monash University and possibly the public members that may come to the session as well so the first uh, the first part of the session will be a TED, TED talk but from Temple Grantum that was given in 2010. And I don't remember the name of the um, video But it basically talks about um, her experiences of uh, autism to the audience And uh, argues that uh, we should uh, respect uh, people on the uh, spectrum As they have a different uh, view of uh, life that can be utilised by society
0: was it the all kind of minds um, talk was was that the name of the talk I, th- I think uh, I might have seen it a while ago but but I anyway all, I... all of the talks are fascinating so that, yeah. that's certainly to be a good talk. yeah that'll
2: last around 20 minutes but uh, it should be quite an inspiring video for people in the audience to watch and um, the second part is going to be a Q&A uh, session where we will have uh, three um, people that will come and uh, basically answer questions uh, from us and mostly from the audience uh, members as uh, well.
0: Right, so who are those three people who will be on the the Q&A?
2: Yep, so we have uh, one person, Gabby, who is an ally of a relative of someone on the spectrum. We have Tom, who is a Monash student on the spectrum who is producing a play about autism later in the year. And we have um, Max, who is uh, a young person on the spectrum who is also involved with uh, the ICANN Network and who produces uh, Grapevine, which is the ICANN Network uh, newsletter, if you like, of the ICANN Network. I see.
0: Fantastic team.
1: Now, one one question: You talked about promoting the talents that these people have.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: do you have any specific of your any any talents of your own or specific talents that you want to tell us about?
2: Oh yeah, sure. So I'm quite very good at uh, mathematics, uh, For instance, and uh, I've, uh, ooh, I've uh, basically done really well in the VC, um, maths methods and maths specialist uh, in year twelve. Uh, as well as that, I've done a bit of a a, min- a bit of a study on uh, mathematics, and I still use a bit of um, mathematics and quantitative uh, reasoning uh, in my honours. Uh, project, so mathematics is definitely one of my uh, talents that that uh, I could talk about, per se.
1: It- it seems to be a it seems to be a common thing with people on the spectrum being good at maths though it's mm. not the case with everyone it's definitely not the case with me so I envy you yeah <laughs> yeah no, I, of course.
0: I, I think you, you might even be one of the first um, p- people on the spectrum to be talented in the area of mathematics and mm. um, on the show and, and science as well I've yeah yeah so <laughs> basically
2: I'm doing a Bachelor of Science science scholar program at uh, Monash University, which is basically the top science course that you can do at uh, Monash University or what it used to be um, basically i 've majored in immunology and physiology and now i 'm doing my honours degree in uh, immunology in an area that uh, is not very familiar to what i'm stu- what i previously studied at uh, uh, in immunology but uh, it 's still interesting nonetheless with uh, the results that I've uh, produced, and some of the reasoning that um, might be behind those results. So your two talents are maths and, maths and science. You fit the yep. stereotype,
1: you st- fit the stereotype <laughs> to a T. <laughs> yeah, <you>. pretty much. <laughs> and ironically, although I'm on the spectrum, those were my two worst subjects at school. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think there's a um, a bit of a 2 party in terms of people on the spectrum. So people oh, yeah. who are really good at uh, arts, arts and humanities subjects and those mm. who... Uh, like doing maths and science right so mm. do you notice
0: the stat with um, with the members of the of the collective Is there a good mix of of degrees in terms of what they're studying oh with?
2: yeah there's definitely a pretty good mix of uh people people on the spectrum also allies of uh people who are um who are related to or associated with a person on the spectrum as well as um different um different courses and different degrees as uh, well. And I think as uh, the organization expands, we'll could, we would expect to see more people coming into the collective with different talents and um, courses that we can definitely utilize for um, Mac.
1: Okay, and you're also one of the founding members of the ICANN network. Yep. So what's the experience been like from founding it up mm-hmm. until now?
2: Yeah, it's been building up uh, quite steadily, actually, and uh, even though we've started uh, small at the um, beginning of well, at um, last year, I think it's building up quite nicely to the point that uh, we we now have an um, we now have an endnote um, session, I guess, for um, from the recent um, Victorian Autistic uh, Conference at the end of the uh, conference and um, basically submitting an, uh, some awards right now f- for our organization. I think for m- for me, it was a great experience for me to contribute contribute a lot of ideas to the ICANN network and also to get my hands dirty per se on um, the activities of the network. So being involved in the camp uh, in April this year, and it's been a really good experience meeting up with uh, other people on the spectrum, learning a bit more about uh, myself and other people on the uh, spectrum, and basically being a bit of a leader and helping out um, helping out uh, the camp members of um, the camp. And I think right now with the ICANN network, we've now involved a bit of a culture where um, we can run our own projects uh, right now. So, for instance, I'm currently heading uh, the Monash Autistic Collective at uh, Monash University, and depending on where i like to head towards uh, next year, I might even uh, head the higher um, high education ICANN networks and coordinate some activities with IK networks in um, universities and TAPES to coordinate some activities that we can do together.
1: Okay. Uh, now, Kristen and I were both on that camp as well, so it mm. was a terrific experience. Yeah. And so is there anything else you want to say?
2: Um, not really, other than to say that um, we've got the event uh, coming right up at uh, on Wednesday, and that's the um, TED Talk Slash Q and A uh, session. So that will be held this Wednesday, the twenty seventh of August, twelve to one p.m. at uh, Lecture Hall H uh, one, the Menzies Building. Now the Menzies, and that's at the Clayton campus of Monash University. And the Menzies Building is obviously the big uh, skyscraper. So it's a pretty good. Um, so it's basically pretty obvious when you actually enter the university and. It's not only Monash students and staff members that uh, can come. Uh, anyone from the public can also come as well.
0: Oh, that's that's fantastic to hear. So, mm. so do you think um, when when you're choosing a venue for an artistic event, it's important to choose somewhere that's such a such an easy rendezvous point?
2: Yeah, I think uh, the past uh, few meetings has been a bit difficult for people to um, come to the meetings, be- perhaps because it's a bit difficult to locate. Those meeting spots, and I think it's also important for us as well to choose a more a centrally located uh, place where everyone knows where which where that place is, and also it's easy for other people on the collective to come to a meeting that's uh, very easy to locate. So um, yeah, I think um, having a centrally located space in meetings and events is definitely very important.
0: Mm, most most definitely
1: now we're going to be talking about personal experiences at tertiary education uni and TAFE etc now now out of the three of us I'm the only one doing a TAFE course at the moment I'm studying library and information services at Box Hill and James what are you
2: studying yep so I'm currently studying the bachelor of science science scholar program at uh, Monash University I'm and I'm actually on my uh, honours uh, year, so that's basically the fourth year of my uh, degree. What about you, Christian?
0: Um, I'm studying a, uh, the Bachelor of Arts at Melbourne University, um, only in my first year, but I'm planning on studying and uh, um, majoring in uh, linguistics, French and creative writing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been going very well so far, I have to say.
1: I should probably mention I'm in my third year at TAFE, currently.
2: Oh, wow, that's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Is it a diploma or...?
1: Yes. Uh, I'm I'm about to finish Cert four. I've been yeah, so I've been there since the year after I finished high school. So this is my third year. Oh, I'm right. very part time. Ah, uh, very part time. That's probably why. Yes. Now. So, James, what were some good experiences at uni and and some not-so-good ones, and some unexpected ones? Oh, God,
2: all right. Um, I can talk about the uh, good things uh, first. I think it's been a really good experience um, to go to university and be intellectually stimulated by higher-end knowledge that you learn at uh, university. And certainly, um, during my undergraduate degree at least, I've been working very hard and I've been achieving quite a lot of um, success in terms of grades and awards in academic subjects. I think um, as uh, well as that, there are also a lot of great opportunities um, in university in terms of extracurricular activities and clubs that uh, you can uh, go to. And certainly they really extended my education not only in the lecture hall and the labs, but also in um, different situations for me as well. Um, for example, I've been doing some volunteer I've been involved with Embrace Education, uh, which is uh, a volunteer tutoring organisation within Monash University for the past, I believe, two and a half years. I think it's been a really good experience for me tutoring um, science and mathematics uh, subjects to uh, students from disadvantaged uh, schools. And this year, I'm taking a uh, student from a disadvantaged school and doing some individual tutoring in chemistry with her. Mm. So it's been quite a really good experience for me to broaden my um, horizons a bit, get away from the lecture hall, and doing something else for a while, which um, resonates with uh, my philosophy of um, doing something, doing more things than just uh, getting a good mark in uh, university. Uh, I guess the uh, bad things about university um a bit of a hard one i guess uh, for people on the spectrum it can be a very big change from going from high school to uh, university i think suddenly for first year i found the transition from high school to university quite a bit a bit of a difficult uh, transition in terms of the amount of work the huge amount of workload that uh I got in a short amount of time and trying to manage that uh, workload and involvement, at least uh, within first year um, so it's been quite a bit of, it was a bit of a difficult transition for me going into uh, first year, but uh, going, looking back at it uh, now, going through second and third year, I found the uh, found that I transitioned much more easily into uh, university, I guess
1: Okay. Uh, now I'll talk about my personal experience. Now, TAFE. I was told by I was told by Richard Eisenmeyer, a psychologist, the one who diagnosed me, actually, oh, right. that TAFE was particularly Aspie friendly, and so far I've found that to be the that i found that to be the case. Because, well, unlike unlike high school. Now, this was a big difference that was also very unexpected uh most most of the subjects are graded as either competent or incompetent
2: yeah i think that's uh probably well known in certificates and diplomas
1: yes and and also the deadlines the deadlines for assignments weren't as weren't that important like pretty much you could hand them in whenever whenever you want as long as they do get handed in there is a deadline but it's not they don't have their foot down in it as hard as they would at say uni or high yeah. school and which is really good for me, actually, because I, I like to take my time. I'm, they rarely do tests there, which is an extra bonus. I did year twelve without exams because I am hopeless under test conditions, always have been. I don't know. I need to take. I need to take my time to to get it in my to perfect it in, in my eyes. But a deadline is good, so I have a bit more motivation to do it. So that's that's the good, and also the people I was with in my first year were it, there was it was some of the best camaraderie I've ever had. They were they were all very eccentric, but they were really nice and a lot of fun. They weren't as interesting in the second year. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say they were a bit boring actually. Uh. and for the most part, I was the only male in all my classes, which was a little awkward. Yeah,
2: I think <laughs> considering it's a uh, library and information uh, tech.
1: Hmm. Yes. That. You'd expect more females, but I wasn't expecting to be the only male in m- oh. most of my classes. Yeah. But anyway, I prefer mixed gender. <laughs> and this year's actually this year's been going pretty well. Actually, it's probably I've actually achieved my highest my highest marks this year so far. Okay. Now the bad now something that happened in the second year. Now this is entirely due to the due to the budget cuts mm, yeah. by Ted Bailey. awful thing. And basically, what happened was in my first year. I'll, with disability disability liaison they would allow me to have two hours sessions before i before a class so i could do some catch-up work outside of the class i try not to do too much too much out of class work at home i try to do it out of the house i'm As far as I'm concerned, outside of the house is work time, in the house is rest time for me. But yeah, they used to give me two-hour sessions before a class, and that was in my first year. But then in my second year, I was unable to get those sessions anymore because I didn't have an IQ lower than 70. And that was entirely due to the budget cuts. And how likely is it that someone with an IQ that low is going to be studying at TAFE? That's, I personally think, and I think the majority of people would think, that is a load of BS. So yeah, to to only allow two hour sessions to people with IQs lower than seventy, that's really there's no one there's no no one's going to be there with with that kind of IQ. So what's the point?
2: Okay, so what do you usually do in those uh, rests uh, in those sessions? Is it just um, just ca-
1: just catch up work with whatever you had you, whatever you were meant to do out of class? Oh, okay,
2: kind of like um start private study in the library. Mm. Yes, exactly.
1: Except, yeah, you do it one-on-one and there's someone there to assist you or you can do it by yourself. It was very useful and it helped me a lot. Mm. But, yeah, I couldn't get them in my second year or this year and it's all due to the budget cuts and all because I didn't have an IQ of lower than 70, Yeah, which I'm glad I don't. Okay. But you shouldn't have to have an IQ that low to get, mm. to get help. That is... Is, ru-
2: is mm. usually full-on, like you do mm. um, a class every hour? Or uh, do you actually get rest breaks.
1: Oh, you, you do get you do get rest breaks, uh, in, in between. I'm very part time, so. Oh uh, yeah. So yes, I often I'll, I'll at the moment I've only got two subjects a week, mm-hmm. and they're on different days at the moment. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, that that was some of the bad, and I don't know. There were a couple a couple of teachers really didn't a couple a couple of teaching styles didn't really suit me, but that was that was down to. the... That wasn't due to the institution. That was down just to the individual teachers. Their yep. teaching style didn't suit me. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm.
0: you're going to get that everywhere, and that's mm. that, yeah. that's certainly one of the things that was a bit. I found a bit unusual with um, going from uh, high school to university. It Was just that, I, it, I suppose in, in, in high school you can base, it's much easier to just sort of disclose your autism to all of your teachers and the whole year, year level because it's so sort of small and consistent. Whereas at university, it's, you know, so many different classes for so many different subjects and so many different tutors. It's a bit tedious to just keep saying, sorry, I, you know, like, just to keep telling everyone, I have autism, I have autism, I have autism. So, yeah. yeah. One
1: one particular incident I can think of is that there's one teacher who likes to talk throughout the class. Like, she won't let us do our individual work. She'll talk us through it whilst we're doing it, (laughs) which is not good for me. I have auditory processing problems. Mm. And at some point when when that became clear, although I taught her several times af- after class, she said okay i um, daniel next at uh, next class, could you please listen and gesture to her ear oh. and and i was I was furious
0: oh yeah mm. that's' uh, it 's very depressing when you realize that's something that doesn 't really continue like they just think oh you 're not paying enough attention or mm. oh, you just yeah. need to try harder when you know when i think really it 's
2: just it's a a different learning mm. uh, styles for people on the spectrum And also mm-hmm. um people not on the uh, spectrum. I'm kind of like a kinesthetic uh, person, so I like to interact with objects and stuff. Uh, mm. I'm not that good in listening as much as uh, reading through a piece of uh, paper and words. Mm. Sometimes it's a bit difficult for me to listen to a, a person and just follow their instructions.
0: Oh, yeah, I I, I certainly find that. That's, that's why, I mean, it's, it's such a simple thing to do. You just need to you know sh- tell them what to do, help. tell someone how to do something and then show them and then let them practice it themselves just give it to them in many many different ways to just cover all, cover all the basics it's just mm. i mean yeah it's a little bit more time consuming but but i but but i think it's worth it really yeah
2: pretty much and especially um, as you as universities tend to accept will tend to accept more um neurodiverse uh, people and different uh, cultures um mm. you need to change your uh Adapt your learning style to these different kinds of uh, people.
0: Oh yeah, I mean that's that's the other thing I found when I was at university. Like you know, basically autistic people or neurodiverse people in general, they're they're everywhere. Whether you know, mm. um, when as soon as you start the conversation about it with someone, they'll either say, "Oh yeah, I have it," or "I know someone who has it," "I'm related to someone who has it," or, mm-hmm. or um, whatever. It's just that everyone is uh, everyone is connected with it in, in some way. So okay, that's yeah. that was on the positive. Maybe things.
2: it's a bit more widespread than uh, what people usually think.
0: Yeah, mm. well, it's being acknowledged now, which is which is a wonderful mm. thing.
1: Acknowledged more often. Now, one issue I think I think should be discussed it, is that TAFE I think gets overlooked as an option after after high school
0: well it's even i mean if, if you tell people you've gone to tafe sometimes they even assume oh didn't get a good atar did you or you know oh okay so you're going to tafe just so you can go to uni next year like a stepping stone <laughs> fair enough mm. it's like well no not everyone wants to wants to take the uni mm. option i yeah, get you,
1: that uni's not the be all and end all and mm. there was a good example of this when just after i finished year 12 i was doing a bit of work experience at my high school's library both in the senior school and the junior school mm. and when i was doing a shift in the junior school i had these these little grade fours asking me, so why aren't you in university yet? And I, mm. I, I told them all, well, I just finished. I, mm. And and so that, and I I then told them I have and I have no intention of going to university. And they then <laughs> said said to me, but how will you learn things? And I know they're little kids, but why are they under the impression that university is the only option after high school? Do do their parents not do their parents not let them know there are other ways?
2: Yeah, and. I guess it's probably because um, university. Well, I think uh, universities are becoming more accessible to um, a different range, different range of uh, people, um, high and low income, neurodiverse, um, whatever category you can uh, come up with. And I think uh, people are expecting a bit more of uh, people who go to university and get a university uh, education. I guess.
1: Hmm. Yep. Ab- absolutely. And so yeah, but why? But what yeah, why do people look down on TAFE as as the as the lesser option? What just because it's more accessible and is and is open to everyone regardless of of how much they achieved in high school or Oh yeah. Yes. That's a
2: really good question. Yeah, just because it's
1: more accessible, therefore it means it's lesser. Shouldn't that just mean it's broader?
0: I don't know. I just think people like hierarchies and simplified mm. yeah, versions maybe, of things.
2: Maybe it's uh probably because you can get higher end uh, knowledge and higher end knowledge is maybe is a bit more bit more perceived as uh good rather than more practical uh knowledge that TAFE uh, usually offers. But I think um I've done a bit of a TAFE course as well while I'm well I did a university uh degree and uh, basically the TAFE uh, course that I did that I did a certificate for in uh, business. That was uh, quite good in um developing some skills, some guidelines, uh for me when I uh, run my Monash Autistic Collective or any other organization that uh, I might be running. It gives me also a bit of a, a bit another perspective um, from doing, uni- doing a university education through my degree. So I guess that TAFE and university both have uh, their uh, merits. I hmm. guess it's uh, up to the individual person uh, which one they prefer and where would uh, lead on, I suppose. Yes.
0: Or or even just choosing both. I mean, for a few, it seems to just simply provide a balance, like both perspectives that you need. Um, Pretty much, you could do a
2: TAFE course at the same time that uh, you do a university uh, course. And I heard that um, if you do a a TAFE course at the same time as a university course, um, for some TAFE courses, it's free. So I think, uh, I don't remember the organization that I did it from, but um, it's possible. You just have to search around it.
0: Well, uh, yeah, that that s- certainly makes it a, a, a even more accessible and attractive option. Mm. Um, mm. But I think TAFEs and both but TIFs and universities can really become, this, uh, I suppose, a bit like a safe haven. You know, like they're a very good space for for an autistic person um, because you can basically just completely immerse yourself in whatever you're interested in. Mm. Um, oh yes. And then you can later on, you know. Become a teacher there and teach it to the next um, the next generation of students. So it's uh, Mm -hmm. you know it's whether you prefer something that's a little bit more hands on or something that's more um, sort of abstract and intellectual or something that's a combination of both. Mm -hmm. Um, Just higher education in general is I can see why it's very very attractive to uh, to neurodiverse people. But James, I was a little bit curious as to the, the, the sort of challenges g- going back to your um, your, your Mac group. Um, yeah. The challenges that you faced actually uh, getting um, the like getting members, getting the word out there, teasing people out who would feel a little bit uh, uncomfortable with coming to a meeting. Yeah, because that's. Um, I mean, I'm I'm part of the Melbourne group. Mm. Um, and that's certainly one of our biggest challenges.
2: Yeah, and that has been certainly the biggest challenge we are facing right now because um, we've been struggling to get uh, new members to come to our meetings and mm. retain those uh, members to the uh, meetings. I can say a bit a bit more about the uh, stand because um, we ran a bit of a stand during the O oh, and the first week of uh, university. Um, to promote the Monarch Autistic collective to different people, the problem with that uh, was um, you're looking, you're targeting people on the spectrum within a cohort of students in a university, and that's like uh, looking in a needle, looking at a needle, looking Needing for a in needle in the haystack, yeah. so to speak. So um, it's so it is very difficult to get these kinds of. Uh, People on the spectrum to come to the uh, meetings. It's also been a bit difficult for um, me to retain those people on the uh, collective and to get them more involved on the collective. Perhaps one because um, we probably don't know what kind of tasks or contributions they could do to contribute to the collective, and also it's also all about uh, also about retaining interest. Of, from these people about the collective, so basically um, g- engaging and maintaining their interest in the monarch artistic Collective so that uh, they can contribute uh, to the collective. Um, it's gonna This semester is going to be a bit of a fine-tuning terms of um, reorganising the collective so that it becomes um, more attractive to people on the spectrum, and also Um, and also tapping into other sources of um, people on the spectrum such as uh, the DLU at uh, Monash University and getting them to bring a buddy or friend along to the uh, meetings because what I'm thinking about also right now as um, we run less events um, is that our meetings become more of support meetings where any person on the spectrum can come in and uh, basically... Talk with other people on the spectrum and discuss some problems, some challenges, and some solutions as well uh, during the meeting. So I'm hoping that uh, we can uh, head towards uh, that uh, direction.
0: Hmm, definitely, and um, and that's certainly the, the some of the things that the the Melbourne University group, which I'm a part of, um, is thinking about as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, le- so, um, in, in a moment, actually, we're going to be hearing um, an interview. Um, from Jess Kapacinski Evans who works with me um on the Melbourne In
3: Group. I'm speaking to Jess Kapuczynski Evans from Umsu and you're the you're one of the disabilities officers. Tell me how what motivated you to become um a a disability officer at UmSU?
4: So basically at UmSU there's been a variety of autonomous departments for various other groups of students who are marginalized or experience oppression in some way and basically a lot of unis are only just starting to get a disabilities department and so yeah I, I sort of thought that that would be kind of important at Melbourne Uni and and I was fortunate enough to have some people who sort of approached me and said that they would help me do it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> awesome, so how, how long has the disabilities office at UMSU so been running?
4: A year and a bit, because it's a new department, we we actually sort of were officially in sort of late last year, but most office bearers, your official term is for a year, yeah.
3: I know that there is a neurodiversity collective that has ties with, with the disabilities office. Can you tell me a bit about, you know, what they've been doing and um, what events they've been running this year?
4: Yeah, so we, um, we're we only just sort of starting out and we basically want to have sort of informal um, catch-up sessions um, and then sort of leading up to maybe some bigger events later on. But so that's what we've been doing. And then I guess, yeah, so Neurodiversity Collective is just um, basically for people with a very wide range of um, disabilities that kind of come under neurodiversity. And so we've just been supporting basically like uh, my role in that collective is just to sort of help facilitate and do stuff that they ask me to do.
3: (laughs) What do you think um, groups like the Neurodiversity um, Collective are important like what do they do that helps people at university who you know may be on the spectrum may have ADHD or something especially when dealing Um, with university?
4: Yeah well I guess um, obviously there's a support role so that if experience any sort of um, discrimination or difficulties while they're at uni, um, you know, there's there's at least sort of a support group that they can go to. Um, but also, you know, it's, it's a chance to sort of, you know, maybe troubleshoot or sort of celebrate their, you know, unique sort of talents and that sort of thing. Um, uh, and I guess it's also just, you know, nice to have a sort of safe space where you can sort of talk about stuff with people who will get it i suppose yeah
3: um i know yeah. earlier this year there was some movie nights as well how 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 did they turn out
4: they went really well so we had a really great turnout um and we watched so we've we've had a couple of um, uh, screenings one was sort of just disabilities department um and we watched a documentary called the punk singer um which was about this woman who Um, sort of was a punk singer in a band um, who also had um, one or more disabilities. Um, And then um, we did some sort of co-collaborating things with some other groups at Melbourne Uni. So, um, like, one of them was a documentary called Intersections, which was sort of looking at the intersection between, I guess, um, queer identities and... Um, disability sort of identities Um, and yeah we've had really good turnouts to our events and people are really supportive and interested in what the department's doing Um, and I think it's sort of it's actually kind of cool because um, what we're doing is sort of really necessary but um, also, like, like not controversial, so everyone's, like, totally keen to support us, and there's no, like, you know, argument, oh, you shouldn't have disability, blah, blah, so um, that's always
3: nice, <laughs> yeah. What's some advice for people from other universities who want to, you know, either set up a disabilities collective in their student union, or, um, you know, kind of have a neurodiverse or autistic collective?
4: Yeah, um, I guess just um, really have a a very clear understanding of how your student union or association works and how best to set up the collective within that because um, each student union or student association um, functions a bit differently and um, so because I guess you need to make sure that um, what you want to achieve um, can actually be achieved within, um, structures that might take a long, long time to change, I suppose. Um, and also just to kind of be really savvy about sort of the internet and social media and, um, you know, mailing lists and all that kind of stuff. Um, like just really getting the word out there because, um, like essentially there's multiple ways that you can set up a collective. But if you don't have some sort of means to kind of regularly and frequently keep in contact with them, um, you know, then um, it is much harder, so. Um, yeah, and like, you know, definitely with setting up the department, we've, because it's brand new, we sort of, you know, really trying to build a community. Um, Cause we know that there are lots of students with disabilities at University, but it's just kind of like um, actually reaching out to them and sort of saying, hey, you know, come to our social things, come to our information-y sort of things,
3: you know, that type of thing. So, um, yeah. <laughs> How does um, this disabilities office work with disability services or um, the disability liaison unit? Is it an antagonistic relationship or do you guys agree on a lot of um, things. No,
4: well, I mean, I was actually really apprehensive at the start about sort of how that would work, but I've been really fortunate that um, the two sort of main people who are working at the DLU um, have been really supportive of what I've been trying to do with the union and um, there is actually a sort of recognised need by them as well to try and engage students with sort of social and networking things aside from sort of supports for um, purely academic sort of purposes whilst at uni, I guess, Um, you know, and and there's this sort of recognition that um, those kinds of activities actually help you to get more out of your study, I guess. Um, So, yeah, so we've been really lucky and, you know, they've, sort of helped a bit with um, promotion of some of our things, which has been um, really useful. And also just kind of, you know, because um, uh, in particular one of the people at at the Melbourne Uni DLU, he's been working in various sort of disability things for a long, long time. Uh, And so, uh, you know, he can sometimes give us advice and, you know, all this sort of stuff, which has been um, really valuable, so yeah.
3: Awesome. Is there anything else you would like to add? Um, anything that you think our listeners should know about, you know, either the Disabilities Office or the Neurodiversity Collective at Melbourne Uni?
4: Well, the Neurodiversity Collective is um, sort of, uh, we're running that in conjunction with the ICANN network um, that sort of do a range of things across education um, and not just at tertiary level, but um, uh, for secondary students as well, I believe. Um, And um, so that's really good because, you know, you feel like you're kind of connecting um, what you're doing at Melbourne Uni um, to a sort of broader kind of, you know, context. Um, And, yeah, I guess just um, check out the Melbourne Uni Disabilities um, Facebook page or you can email us at um, disabilities at union dot uni so that's u n i m e l b um dot edu dot au and yeah like we would just like to hear from people even if you're not actually studying at melbourne uni just if you have kind of ideas of what you think we might do um and yeah i mean i guess uh you know we're sort of working on lots of campaigning things hopefully for the the remainder of the time that myself and my co um chief um, of the office are in our roles, because um, I guess uh, one of the other reasons was to try and sort of do some activism around broadly sort of, um, you know, what's going on in the disability community um, at large and what people are concerned about in terms of supports and stuff that that do impact on your studies, even if those supports are not provided by the university. So, um, yeah, so I guess just looking into those things as
0: well. Yeah, that was I'm very happy to present that uh, interview from Jess Kupczynski Evans, um, who mm. I have the absolute pleasure of working with.
1: It, it was a good interview, I'm, I have to say. Though mm. I don't yeah. think I, um, I don't think I know anything about her.
0: Oh, she's she's. <laughs> I just said she's the um, disability. Uh, she's um, hmm. the, one of the office bearers from the disabilities department of the uh, hmm. Melbourne University Student Union. So she's okay. helping with yeah. me to work out. The, but pretty much what uh, what hmm. James is doing at um, at Monash, but um, we're doing it at Melbourne. Okay, um, so I'm I'm a bit of an outsider I, on this. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it's oh. but it's a bit more <laughs> no. the uh, like the, the, it's the ethos of this show. It's it's hmm. sort of focus, so it's using um, autism as a starting point, but then hoping to branch out into. Um, other types of uh, psychological profiles, so we're calling it the mm. Neurodiversity Collective. Well that's great, um, yeah. Because we think we really, need that we really need, in order to get off the ground that support from mm. people with other psych- psychological pla- profiles. I'm certainly glad mm. this is
1: happening more often. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, n- I never saw myself ever doing anything like this in, in high school, I, I'd hoped. Mm. But mm. I, I'm glad it's happening, definitely. Mm. Mm. Mm.
2: Yeah, and I think um, it's uh, becoming more important to have these kinds of uh, groups in the universities and in TAFEs, because I think it uh, not only gives a social and support kind of avenue for people on the spectrum and other neurodiverse conditions, but it's also a really good, great chance for, in terms of advocacy, to raise issues about uh, autism or other mental conditions to other people on the uh, public. And so that's a great platform for um, us to actually promote our Talents, I suppose, to mm. um, different people.
0: Mm, indeed. Mm. Well, um, well, thank you very much for for joining us today, James. Mm. It's, it's
2: been a well pleasure nice. having you.
1: Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Very thank nice you. Very nice to have
0: you indeed this <clears> week. <throat> um, well, um, sadly that's uh, all we've got time for this week on Great Minds Don't Think Alike. Um, but do remember to like us on Facebook uh, www. Facebook. slash great minds on sin, and you can also follow us on Twitter. Um, the at great minds sin
1: I should also mention we podcast all our shows plus special features like interviews uh, through our sin web page and that is www.sin.org.au slash show slash great minds don't think alike with hyphens in between each each word yep you're with you were with Daniel christian and hey, James
0: thanks very much for having us bye everyone